filthy rich Many emotions shit, so I could never trust a bitch I tried to help niggas get on, they turned around and spit Right in my face, so came in buck, broke and suck a dick Now when you hear him, it may sound like it's some other shit Cause I'm not writing anymore, they not making hits I'm far from perfect, there's so many lessons I done learn If money's evil, look at all the evil I done earned I'm doing what I'm supposed to, I'm a writer, I'm a fighter, entrepreneur Fresh out the sewer, watch me maneuver, what's it to you? The track I lay sick, it's better than basic This is my recovery, my comeback kid All right, it's the MBM Podcast, and I'm finally back to bring you guys another show. Um, yeah, wow, um, it's been a minute, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to even recall the last episode I did, and that's pretty bad when I don't even remember it. It all would have been the episode from the hardwood, so I actually haven't even talked about um, the Gone Banana Racing Skins Tri-State Challenge Stop Number 2. Um yeah, I haven't even talked about that. Great race. I got to race direct it. 184 entries. Uh, just absolutely insane. Totally impressed with the racers. They all, um, you know, gave me the utmost respect when I asked them, you know, don't make me be the bad guy. They didn't make me be the bad guy. Uh, they all cooperated. You know, I had instances where I had actually racers up. Uh, and ready to race before the race before theirs, uh, which was great. Uh, you know, I know sometimes probably the way I called it and asked for them, they thought they were up next, uh, but that worked. You know, we kept the, the flow moving. Uh, I think we got through all the, the heats, uh, which we did two rounds. Uh, I think there was like 26 heats per round. So we got through, uh, I believe we dropped one heat. So somewhere in like either 50, 51 uh, total heats in just over five hours. Uh, I felt like it's setting up the mains actually took longer than the heats did themselves. Um, and then even getting into the mains, it felt really, uh, rocky and awkward for me. I'm not sure. It feels like to me, I'm a bit better of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm a bit better of a, uh, a heat, um, race director than I am a mains race director. I was so pre-programmed to be calling off, uh, lap times and, and everything like that for, for racers that I kept doing it in the first couple of mains. So I was like, oops, uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, great race, you know, I have to say shout out to Tom Tanner for the help, uh, in race directing as well as Brian Burton, uh, and Alex Knapper, uh, as well for calling a couple races throughout the day. Uh, I so appreciate you guys. You have no idea. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be heading back down there this coming weekend, uh, to do some racing. Racing has been kind of limited for me in, in the months of, uh, January, February, March, I like snow machine. I like to do stuff like that, like that. And unfortunately, sometimes the um, both of them kind of inter interact with each other. And I tend to do the latter because RC racing is something I can do almost any time if I look hard enough for somewhere to race. Whereas you know snow machining, I can't do that in the summer. So uh, yeah. So this coming weekend is going to be the hard, second annual Hardwood Hardwoods Classic. I'm going to be going down with a buddy of mine, Dan. Uh, so we'll all have some material, like some. Uh, content for you guys from that and i'm really looking forward to it uh, of course practice on friday race on saturday yours truly will be race directing again uh, with help from friends so it's going to be i think another great race if you're hearing this and you haven't signed up 
Uh, look on the Hardwoods page on Facebook. You can find Kevin's email in there on the flyer. Send him an email. Let him know what classes and transponder number so he can just get a pre-registration going. Uh, he wants to, uh, you know, just have a feel for what he's going to see. So if you're hearing this, it's now Wednesday, uh, the 13th of February, which is a day before Valentine's Day. Don't forget about your wives if you want to remain married or not find that new B6.1 in a pile of rubble before you even get to build it. Uh, make sure you take care of them. But yes, yeah, so it's Wednesday, February 13th. You have uh, obviously all the way till Friday to register, uh, whether it's through RC sign up or just getting a hold of Kevin. Uh, so if you can do that, that'd be great. Kevin would much appreciate it. Of course, uh, shout out to all my guys that were at the EUPRC this past weekend. Uh, looks like you guys had a pretty decent uh, track. Good fun. I know Dan in- enjoyed it. His cars were quick. He had some bad luck when he kind of told me the list of bad luck he had. I was like, Dude, like, that's, like, worse than bad luck. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. So maybe I'll I'll get Dan to tell you guys that story while we're driving uh, and give you the audio on the next episode. Uh, but, yeah, so let's see here. From here tonight, we are going to be having Dana Ryan on again from Maverick Chassis. Uh, I believe it's, oh, I don't want to screw it up. Let me look on Facebook real quick. But I'm pretty sure it's DRM. And it is from uh, DRM. We're going to have him on talk about his experience at the RC Chili Bowl and some new stuff coming up from Mavic Chassis. Uh, and then we're going to talk to my buddy, Jeremy Dre. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with him tonight. He had his February freak out race, which he was a race director at, and he was kind of freaking out about it. So we'll kind of get to uh, see how uh, Jeremy made out on that. So we're going to take a little break for our sponsors. Uh, and uh, yeah, with that being said, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, it's Matt here. Just want to stop in and take a minute to tell you about Gone Banana Racing Skins. Rick over there is making foam tires custom made on any kind of rim that you can possibly send them from anything from a 10 scale buggy upwards of Clodbuster uh, tires I've seen him do. He's doing speed run wheels. If you guys are ever interested in getting any kind of rim covered in foam, get a hold of Rick over at Gone Banana Racing Skins. He's doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. And uh, we're back from our short little break. You're listening to the MBM Podcast. I am back with our guest of the evening, Dana Ryan from Maverick Chassis. You shouldn't have told me about that Top Gun theme thing. <laughs> That's so, what we stuck in everybody's head. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, yes, I am totally playing that when I bring them on. <laughs> bring back memory. There you go, there you go. So Dana, tell you tell everybody what you've been up to since the last time we talked to you, because there's been a bit of stuff going on over there at, at Maverick, and I'm pretty sure you just went to the RC Chili Bowl too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we went to the we went to the Chili Bowl. Uh, not a week or two later, we come out with a new car. Yeah, it's been crazy over here right now. Yeah, I've seen that. You've been sending me some pictures on Facebook, and you're not helping my RC addiction whatsoever by doing that. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. It's, no, it's not. I got a drag truck I got to build still. Now I'm going to have to build one of those damn modifieds. Like, what? I'm going to have more cars to drive around and, and not race anymore. Well, hey. I mean, we all got to have something to do, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. 
Makes sense. Uh, yeah, so tell me about the RC Chili Bowl. You went. How was yes, it? Yes, I did. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it, it's funny story, actually. I had planned on not going, and a buddy of mine calls me literally the day before. Right. He, he calls me. He says, hey, man, he said, I had a guy that was supposed to go with me. He just backed out. He said, I really want somebody to ride out there with me. He said, your hotel's taken care of. Uh, all you got to do is pay for your food. He said, I'll take care of the rest. I'm like, okay, come pick me up. <laughs> so we, uh, well, of course, I, you know, let, let me restate that. I had to get permission <laughs> from the wife first before I went. Isn't that always the way it works, though? <laughs> yeah. Then I said, come on, let's so, uh, you know, lo and behold, 13, 13 and a half, 14 hours later, we're in Oklahoma. Holy, what a drive. Yeah. Yeah, we was, we was dog tired when we first got there, but I'm telling you, it is a, it's like an adrenaline rush. You don't know you're tired. Well, um, when from... you walk into this place, and it's just huge. There's. So many people and vendors and NASCAR drivers walking around. I mean, it's re- it's really pretty cool. Wow. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, well, what you, it would be like to... Because, like, I love that style of racing. I do. But to be at, like... Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I just... I can't even think about it right now. It's ridiculous. Like, there's so many big races yeah. like that that I'd like to go to. Yeah, and I, uh, as soon as I walked in the door, the first person I seen was Jennifer Lathrop, and she was all excited, and Randy, he was there, and he was like, us. so we had a hit area back in our own little corner, so, you know, I say all the Maverick people, all three of us, uh, right there, so, um, we kind of struggled out there, man. It's a totally different surface. Uh, something that we, you know, over in this side of the country, really is not accustomed to running. Right. You know, most of our stuff is, you know, hard-packed, high-bite, uh, red clay. I mean, this stuff is... Hmm. Did I lose you, Dana? Oh, you're kind of coming through. Okay, let me... It's West Virginia, man. My signal ain't very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're we're not uh, newbies to the cell phone service crapping out on us. Give me just a second. Yeah, no problem. Okay, man, I got you now? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, anyway, where was I when we got cut off or whatever? Uh, you were just talking about seeing Jennifer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I just seen, uh, you know, I just walk in the door and, 
you know, seen Jennifer standing there, and she's hooping and hollering. So we had us a pit spot. And, uh, but I'm telling you, it's just a, it's a different racetrack, man. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, um, it, it's... That's all. Yeah, let's let, Scotty and that guy. Yeah, because don't they have like equipment like they specifically have built to use, like to make that track like that? Yeah, like for for that yeah. particular. Mm-hmm. And here's the catch: you might be on a loose dirt track, you might be on a semi-packed track, or the track will get hard packed. You just never know what you was going to be on. Because they would, they would tear up the track at different times in the rounds. Right, right. To kind of just kind of keep everybody on their toes. Uh huh. And it seemed mm-hmm. like my qualifiers was always the very first one. And of course, you're on a wetted down loose racetrack, and you come off the racetrack with about a pound of mud in your car. But. Uh, it was definitely, definitely an experience, and we'll definitely be back next year. Well, that's that's always good to hear. But um, so this was your first year at the RC Chili Bowl, right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it was our first year. Um, first year for Maverick. First year Chili Bowl. Um, and like I said, we all kind of struggled because we didn't know what to expect. Right. 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 Um, you know, this was Randy and Jen's first Chili Bowl as well. Right, right. But I'm sure you guys were able to get a lot of good information from... Oh, my gosh, yeah. There were so many people to talk to. It's like I told everybody. I said, you know, I said, you think of this big race, you know, all serious, and which it is serious, but to me, it was more about the experience and walking around talking to everybody and getting to know people it, it was just a cool deal um we got hooked up with a couple of companies out there um we're actually doing our own uh rear adjustable arms now because of the chili ball so yeah it's it was well worth the trip perfect well that's always good that that's great to hear when when it goes down like that so let's talk about some of the new stuff that's come out for Maverick chassis since uh, the RC Chili Bowl. Okay, well, we uh, we redesigned the 2.0, the low CSCT 22.2.0. We yeah. redesigned it. Um, we shrunk it down, narrowed it up, uh, give it a little more roll, lose a little more weight. Uh, man, and we also designed the 3.0. And this 3.0 is it's unreal. Um, twice the steering as the 2.0, and twice the traction. If 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 you could actually believe that. Um, I don't know what Losi did to the geometry in this 3.0 truck, but I'm telling you, it's good stock right out of the box. Uh, hmm. This Maverick chassis just enhances what they did. Um, you know, and a lot of people they'll ask me, well, why don't you do shock tires? Why don't, you know, Dana, why don't you do, you know, a lowering kit? You know, I'm just a hill jack up here in West Virginia. 
I'm sure Losey knows a little more than I do when it comes to their geometry. So I try to keep it simple, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, but uh, the 3.0 is definitely meted our expectations and went above our expectations, actually. I mean, the car has just performed absolutely well ever since it's hit the racetrack. Well, that's, 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 that's great to hear. See, cause yeah. So now the guys are the 3.0s because obviously that's the, is off-road a lot like that? Like with the progression of the newer chassis coming out, like TLR more than anybody that I can think of. Cause you know what I mean? They've had the 3.0, yeah. the 4.0, like do the guys want to jump to the new chassis just like the, like, like for, from oval, like, you know, how off-road guys do it. Well, I'm telling you, it's it's a mentality. If it's new, it's got to be better, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, everybody seems to want the latest and greatest. Um, I can see advantages in both directions. I can see an advantage on the 2.0, and I can see an advantage on the 3.0. Uh, they're both good, solid cars. The only problem with the 2.0 right now is it's hard to get parts for. Parts availability is getting kind of scarce. Um, now, of course, on your 3.0, they're just, the market's flooding with it. You can get whatever. Um, but something that we're having trouble with right now, and I don't know if you heard this, um, did you hear the deal with Hobbico? No. From what I've heard, they have went bankrupt. Oh, well, um, well, I know they've filed for bankruptcy protection, which is trying to buy them time that they can liquidate the assets and hopefully come out the other end uh, without a, a massive yeah. loss. But it's that's yeah, a real sticky situation at the moment because that's, you know, there's a whole yeah, lot of brands under Hobbyco, right, that that cease to exist if Hobbyco can't do something. Yeah, and that's, uh, see, a lot of our dirt oval tires right now is the Duratrax Bandito. Right, right, yep. And everybody, at least on this side of the country, is having a heck of a time trying to get a hold of a tire to run. Yeah, I've um, heard I've heard this story before. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. So So yeah, everybody's kinda, you know, biting their nails, you know, waiting to see, you know, what's gonna happen, but um but yeah, it's uh, back to the car. It's it's performed really good. Um, actually, a guy, uh, Jonathan Combs, took a two zero, and he won one of the big races down in Kentucky. Uh, paid six hundred to win. Wow! And, you know, he ended up beating my ass there, but you know that, <laughs> that's good. I, if I'm gonna lose, I'd rather be one of my cars. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, But, yeah, I mean, we won that. Uh, we performed really well at the barn. Uh, top ten there. So, uh, yeah, I'm real excited about the 3.0. I think, uh, I, I think it's going to well surpass what we've did in the past. Huh. Well, that's good to hear. That's really, really good to hear. Um, you know, it's, it's always good uh, with, with a a good, you know, conversion manufacturer like yourself, 
being able to progress and, and make a better car because obviously that's the key to to being able to continue on. You don't want to be developing well, cars that <laughs> aren't going to perform. Yeah, and the nice thing about this, Matt, the you know my conversions, you know they're they're basic, they're simple. You know I you know just like the two O. I ain't going to make you run out and buy a $100 learning kit. I ain't going to make you run out and buy all this miscellaneous stuff to make the car run. It's going to perform well just like it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. basically, when somebody buys a car, there's, 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 not, there's no other gimmicks. You know, it is what it is. We'll give you a setup. This will get you started. This will get you in the ballpark. You know, adjust your driving style and you're done. Yeah, well, and that's that's really the key to any car, in my opinion. It doesn't matter, matter whether it's an AE, a TLR, or a Techno, or anything like that, right? Like, <clears throat> you, yeah. the, the kit setup is normally close, and it should make the car fairly neutral and feel good. Um, and then it's kind of up to you as a driver to make that car feel great, right? So... I know all about that, man. When you find the setup that works and the car feels planted, I've like with my new, uh, like I, I got Yokomo cars this year, and with my YZ2, like it, it's just, I feel so confident in it in the corners. I don't think about how hard I'm pushing it. I just, I can drive it as hard as I want to drive it. I can drive it, and I haven't ever had a car that that's been like that. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you know the. The thing is, I picked a team that has very, very good chemistry. Yep. So we all work together, and we got it to where just about every single team member is making A mains. Perfect. It, it, it is just so cool right now. Yeah. yeah things, I believe things it. Things really going well. But, uh, but yeah. You know, actually, uh, one team member forced me into doing this 3-0 because I, I really wasn't sure. You know, I'd just come out with a 2-0 last year. I'm thinking, my God, you're, you guys are making me look like TLR. You know, <laughs> here, here, you know, I just come out with 2-0, now you want a 3-0. <laughs> so, you know, he, he was on me for a while about it. and uh, You know, if I said, you know what, okay, let's do it. We'll, we'll get a 3-0. And we'll get it going. And then not two days after I hear, after the 3.0 is released. Well, guess what? Lucy's going to be releasing the 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know. They got to so, keep you on your toes, sir. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, from what I'm hearing, there's not going to be much of a change in that. Um, I think Losi is going to put a lay-down transmission in. Uh, I think that's going to be the only major change in that truck. Yeah, probably, because that's kind of everything steering towards that super high-bite off-road tracks that, you know, you're running slicks on and they're chirping in corners. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I make no qualms about it, man. I race on carpet. I race on pretty much perfectly flat carpet. So, you know, it's like a touring car with jumps. I don't deny that at all. 
but that's the kind of racing yeah. I like. You know what I mean? If yeah, right. don't don't make fun of the the stuff I race on when you race on that super hard packed clay that's got a few little bumps in it, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just don't, no, no, <laughs> dude, come on. Like, I can make that simulated bump in my carpet too by throwing some little friggin' dish cone things underneath the carpet. Okay, so right, you know. There you go. Anyway. It's one of my yeah, gripes. I hate that that comment. It's not off road. Shut up. <laughs> well, Sorry. it's just like everybody's saying dirt oval's easy. You know. <sighs> All that, you're doing is turning left. That's another crock of crap. It's not easy. <laughs> that's like you know what drives me crazy? And oh god, here here we go. I bowl. Not so much lately in the last like five, six years, but I'm a bowler. You know, and I'm a I'm a good bowler. And what drives me crazy is when people say, oh, well, anything you can drink beer and eat pizza at can't be a sport. Okay, buddy, come on down, and I dare you to bowl three games better than I can bowl. And I'll, I'll even yeah. not, I'll use a lane ball, not one of my personal balls. Like, no. That's uh, hilarious because I'm a league bowler. Well, my, my closest <laughs> is a 298, not in league, right after league. We were just messing around with me and a chum of mine when I was a teenager. My highest as an adult is a two eighty nine. And I don't care. It's just it's one of those things where it's just that's not no. <laughs> it's well, I tell you what, we started the first night of league. This was about five years ago. And I'd bowled all my life. And the first night of league, hadn't picked up a ball since the last year. Come out, shoot like a one fifty. I'm thinking, oh, great, here we go. Second game, it's like a 165, and I thought, okay. Last game, and, you know, it is a beer-drinking sport for me anyway. Well, yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) I got so, not drunk, but just relaxed. (laughs) I I swear to God, I, I went up and I shot a 300, and my series was like a six. 20 or something like that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Everybody was like, holy Everybody was like, holy shit. I said, dude, I don't know. <laughs> uh, at least it was a 600, man. Could you, could you imagine bowling a 300 and, and barely getting a 600 triple? Like, come on. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Trust me. I caught a hard time over that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, ABC sent me a ring and something, and it was funny because when I walked back off the approach, you know, everybody's standing back there because they're watching. And I said, "Well, boys, I said I did all I can do in this game, but I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go back." <laughs> so actually, I just got my wife into bowling, and uh, she enjoys it real well. So I'm starting to do it again. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I totally get it. I mean, everybody, I don't know why people want to dog what other people do. Well, um, I don't get that either. Know. Cause you get the same thing with RC It's like, Oh, you race RC cars and you look at them and you go, mother, if you only knew how hard it is to drive that piece of sh- plastic thing over there, you have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. And it's always, and I'm not picking on off road guys, but. It's always an off-road guy that comes to me and says, 
how do you even have fun with that? You're just turning left. It's some I of the said, closest okay, racing you'll you, have, man. Yeah. You get in this string about eight or nine cars out there, and if you move one foot off your line, you're passed by about four of them. Uh-huh. I said, then tell me how easy it is. Yeah. Then come talk to me, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's people. It's just the days we're living <laughs> It's in, people. You know? Yeah, it's the days we're living in. It's definitely um, people. So what what's but, on the horizon then for Maverick? Uh, what's on the horizon? Well, we're going to ride this 3-0 as long as we can. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, if, if this 4-0 comes out, we're, I mean, we're definitely going to take a look at it. Yeah. But it, it's not cool of me to come out with another conversion just as soon as the 3-0 comes out. It's just True. not cool. Yeah, no, not, no, definitely. Not, I'm not going to do that to customers. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully yeah, the four o the difference between the three o and the four o is maybe just the chassis and and really everybody's able to if they want that lay down transmission option or or something like that. It's maybe a simple a simple switch. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, right now Exotech makes a lay down transmission for the three o. Right. Um, I'm not sure if Losty does or not. Um, I don't think they do. Because with the Exotech, there is a couple holes that need to be drilled. Right. So, uh, yeah, that that option is out there, but it's an expensive option, I think. Yes. Uh, I think Exotech's wanting like a $89 or something for that setup. But, uh, we've seen no reason to change anything in this 3.0. It's It's very, very user-friendly right now. Perfect. Well, let's... That's user friendly sounds good to me. That's what I'm gonna need. User friendly. Yeah, there you go. Then I'm just gonna have to try and go find somewhere where I can run. I have no idea. I'll figure it out. I'll find somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as us as a, you know, as far as Mavericks team, we're gonna try to hit pretty much every big race we can. Uh, I know there's some big money races coming up this year. Um, we actually have a pretty pretty decent race coming up at our home track this weekend um, at OVRCCC. Uh, it's a trophy race, but we've been drawing in a lot of fast cars, it seems like, from the area because there's just hardly anywhere to race. Right. Um, and and not, not bashing anybody's track or anything like that, so nobody get offended when I say this. Oh, boy. But there's... <laughs> I mean, some of the racetracks, there is racetracks around here, but they're just small. You know, and these SC Modifieds and, and SC Lake models, they're a big car. I mean, they're about the size of an 8 scale. Right. You know, once you get the body and everything on them. And, you know, they're they're just, uh, they're it's just tough when you got five or six of them out there trying to run around your kitchen table. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on just don't hit the legs oh, on the is. kitchen tables they do break off right I'm don't a, don't, don't ask me why i know about that <laughs> i may or may not I mean, have broken exciting. a table <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it's uh you know we got a pretty good size indoor track here and it's, it's pretty long and we uh, 
we have a good time, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, one thing I for, I did forget to talk to you about. Um, we are in the process of doing our own short course modified body. Oh, right on. So Maverick will eventually be a one-stop shop for you, and you're done. You know, you're ready to roll out the door. Perfect. So, yeah, we're in the... Well, I'll keep that in mind when I go to build one. In the makings to get that done. Right on. Cool. But, I mean, it just seems like everybody in this industry has a conversion or doing a body or, or something. I mean, everybody's wanting to wanting to dabble into it which is great i mean that's people getting interested in it you know but at the same time it only takes one person getting into it for the wrong reasons selling them one or two disappearing to you know potentially mess five or six people up that we're going to start doing it because you know how that works right we all have a friend that's had a bad experience and maybe maybe we steer clear of whatever it is and in that case it might be the rc hobby in general right so oh yeah yeah and nobody's I mean, nobody is perfect in this hobby. I will tell you that. Well, nobody's perfect in life in general. Um, You know, all manufacturers make mistakes. Um, You know, I've made a few, and that's how we learn, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can't can't learn if you don't fail, in my opinion. Exactly. If you get it right the first time through... Did you actually really know what you're doing, or did you just get a lucky guess, right? So <laughs> That's right. Usually the time I'm just lucky. <laughs> hey, I've, I've had plenty of those situations where just sheer dumb luck was the reason why I didn't manage to burn my entire garage to the ground. But, uh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> right? So. Well, that's great to hear. So, of course, we definitely want everybody to check out the DRM Facebook page. Just go into the search bar on Facebook, whether it's on your phone or on your computer, and type in D period R period M, and it will come up. And if it doesn't come up, your computer's broken. And if it's your phone, throw it across the room because it's broken too. Sounds good to me, man. (laughs) All right, Dana. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Of course, stay with us, folks. We're going to be back after this little short break because I have a couple of Facebook questions for myself that I'm going to answer, and I'm going to give you maybe an RC tip if I can come up with one that I feel is actually worth giving. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be back after this little break. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. CalRC. Maintenance King. I ain't got no commitment on this tour, so this tour is going to be bitch Haven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be in the back of the van. It's going to be called, like, Van Haven. <laughs> oh, they got, we got a bus this time. That means we're going to give the business like, hey, baby, let's go back to Cottonmouth Bus and let me bust it out. Make sure to vaporize on the bus for Pacaliga, baby. <laughs> Carol Boo Lou. 
hella super doom. Technically standing right here in front of you. So bend it over, baby. Let me see it pop. On this tour bus, we party till the place drop. Smell the greeny green. That's the cotton mouth. That's my family home. So this song literally comes across. I can't even remember where I started it. I think it was probably, I would assume it probably came from the Wiz Khalifa radio that I started the one day. Because I just like listening to all kinds of different music at any time of the day. And this song rolled across. And I had to see who it was by. It was by Cottonmouth Kings. And I remember those guys from when I was like 17, 16, 17. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was kind of cool. And then, I, you know, I listened to Tech 9 here and there. And he was in this song. So I was like, yeah, this is a good tune. I like it. Oh yeah. So a little something different. So we're back from our short little break and we have our good friend on, Mr. Jeremy Dre. Hey buddy. How's it going, man? Good to it talk to you. It's going excellent. So you you've been a busy guy with a February oh. freakout that I wanted to send you a bunch of stickers to and I lost track of time and didn't send them. Oh, don't worry, you ain't the only one. Uh, yeah, oh I was I'm glad it's over. I mean it was a ton of fun, but I'm glad it's over. Yeah, so what was that like? Um, it was bigger than last year. Wasn't as big as I thought it might be, but I was still happy with the crowd we got. We had, uh, 88 entries. I believe we were in the realm of 50 unique drivers. So, I mean, we had a lot of people there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, 50, 50 unique drivers, man. Like you, you're borderline pushing. It could have easily gotten out of hand with the amount of entries. Really? Yeah, it really, it surprised the heck out of me as I'm doing in all the doing all the sign up i was very surprised how many guys were just running stock buggy and that was it that was it yeah yeah you you know i've I've kind of gotten closer to that like i got three classes i run and i'm almost contemplating dropping the stadium truck and just running my buggies for the rest of the year and i love running my stadium truck because it's fast as mm. Mm -hmm. oh dude i put foams on mine this weekend (laughs) talk about finally Talk about night and day. Dude, when you, un- <clears throat> when you were telling me that, that your short course truck was faster than your stadium truck, I'm sitting here going, what the hell are you doing wrong? There's no <laughs> way. Like, a stadium truck should be miles faster than in a short mm-hmm. course. But that short course has always been on rails for me, but yeah. that stadium truck, now it's like, ooh, this. And I took the stupid 13.5 back out of it. I took the boost out of the speed control, and I just blinky 17.5 with foams, and now I can drive it. I can put it anywhere on the track I want. It's borderline ridiculous. Yeah, I have a 13.5 in mind because uh, mm-hmm. in this area, there's been some kind of people talking. I think, to me, short course trucks and stadium trucks, Roar should make a change and change those to a 13.5 blinky class because mm-hmm. um, I just feel 17.5, unless you're spending big, big bucks, it's really hard to be competitive in that big of a vehicle with a 17.5. You're putting the best of the best ESCs and, and, and motors in those trucks to make them fast. You're not, you get what I mean by that? I feel yeah, like you're it, not, it's, 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 yeah. You can't just go buy it. And that was the thing we always laughed at, you know, like mod. Mod is so much cheaper Yeah, than stock is because you can go buy, when we were running mod stuff, we were, ran Thunder Power 7.5s. It was like a sixty dollar motor that it do wheelies down the straightaway every freaking time. Yeah, <laughs> and you can totally get Trackstar motors for like forty dollars, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, eh. yeah, but why bother? You're right. <laughs> I yeah, I know. I used to be firm against it, but I seen the wave coming of stock racing, and I'm like, what the hell? You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd driven my Wheeler with a thirteen five in it before, and it was freaky fast. So 
I knew I could still have plenty fast of a vehicle, like in in four wheel drive with my thirteen with a thirteen five. So, and then uh, you know with a little help with guys like Rotoron and and uh, you know suggestions and tips from others, you know I have pretty fast stock yeah. cars. My, yeah, definitely. The, the YZ4 SF really hasn't shown its true colors yet. I'm still kind of working on it, but I feel a few more changes here to to make it a little. It's too twitchy. And I tried to turn like really? oh oh man, it is so reactive to to steering input. It's it's scary. And that's the funny thing is I'm running that new uh, the 4.0 Losi truck, the stadium truck. Yeah. And I got it right when it came out. I got it put together. I started running a Ford Dodge first, and they're running 13.5 over there. So I threw a 13.5 in mine. Didn't start it with boost, and I put the normal setup that the the kit says build. And I'm like, oh, this thing's gonna be twitchy. I'm gonna hate it. And it pushed and pushed and pushed. And I did everything I could do to get steering in that thing. And then sway bars. I mean, it is as set up as it can possibly be. And it was finally starting to come around. I was like, yeah, I, I can drive it. And I was running swaggers on the front. And how oh, it's low C. It's a pin down. Or not low C. It's a J Con. I think it's pin downs in the rear. Whatever the pin carpet pin tires are. Yep, yep. And it was still, it was still pushing. Like, I'll put pin downs on the front. But this last week, I was like, I'll throw, I'm finally going to throw them bones on. The heck with them, I'm going to try them. And it's like, ooh, yeah, this, this thing is dialed now. Everything <laughs> I did to fight that 13.5, and now, now the slow guy motor goes back in. And that's, that's the other thing I like and actually love about stock racing is I can drive that thing as absolutely hard as I want to and not get myself into trouble. Yeah, not too much trouble. Mm-hmm. I still, yeah, I, yeah uh-huh. I can't say I haven't with my cars. <laughs> the first night I threw the boost in the thirteen five. Oh boy! Over over our big double, it's like, hey, I can jump just as far as my old Pro Four truck would. So I was launching it like twenty feet, landing, clearing three people, and then as soon as we got the corners, they passed me again because I couldn't drive the darn thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, too, too much power. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's that's usually not a problem, but that night it was. <laughs> Sometimes it can be, right? Yeah. How, how's the snow yeah. treating you, buddy? Oh, I am so. And the funny thing is, we really haven't had that bad a winter. But Friday we got seven inches in, say, seven eight hours, mm-hmm. and it is just. It didn't usually it blows here, and there's I'll have two or three dr- big drifts in my yard. It's no big deal. It just sat everywhere this time. So every place is deep. I got to work. I just, I was going to take my diesel to work. The front of the shop had about a six foot drift, like the one place that did drift. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to fart around with that. So I just drove my work truck. I got in there and I spent, we started at seven, right at 730, moving snow. And I got done right at 130 <laughs> on a tractor with no cap. Oh, I, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came home. Luckily, dad had been out here farting around. He blew it all out, but with the big blower on the tractor, but it still left a lot. So we ended up pushing more out with the, with the tractor and loader to get it halfway smooth. Cause FedEx guy is coming Wednesday. What's he bringing? He bring me new Grotner charger <gasps> and power supply. Oh, you did order you bugger. I, happy Valentine. I didn't even plan it. Happy Valentine's day to myself. <laughs> I like that idea. I wonder yeah, if my wife will go for that. <laughs> get expedited shipping. You'll be fine. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that little gem. Oh, man. You know what? I had a chance to see uh, Josh Shorts in person at um, the last Hardwoods race. And, dude, it is a clean-looking charger. You know you can get a case for it, too, right? 
No, I yeah, can. You can totally get a case that's just like your 8XE case. Oh, I got to look at that. I got to yeah. find that. Because that was half the reason I bought it, because I got that brick of a whatever branded even dynamite charger that weighs like 15 pounds. Right. And I was met before I ordered, I measured it. It'll fit right into one of my drawers on my ProTech case. So I'm like, perfect. Because I'm trying to get into where I unload all my crap out of my pickup and I make one trip into the track and I'm getting right. very close. Other than my big power seat pit board, I have not yet figured out how to get that in without carrying it separate. But <laughs> but I love that thing too. So I'm not going to come. That's the only bad part about four Dodges. The pit spaces aren't big enough for my setup board. But it's kind of overkill. But right. at the same point, I love having one that big. Oh, they're out of so, stock right now, buddy. The cases are? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get by for a while. That's okay. I'll send, um, it. I'll send it to you. I got you. Yeah. Got you, fam. Hey, well, while we're on the topic of the freakout, kind of before we get too off the wall like we, you and me usually do. Yeah. Have you ever driven on a wall ride before? Yeah. We hadn't. And we built one. <laughs> I think it's the first time Northwest Iowa has ever seen a wall ride. Oh, my God. It was so fun. We went in Friday uh, before the freakout to set. We completely did a new track layout. Right. We got there at 8 in the morning. We got done at 4.30 in the afternoon. Pulled up all the tile. We had three vacuums running for the better part of four hours. Of course, a lot of that was pulling carpet fuzz. We, my vacuum, we slugged completely. It wouldn't suck anything. It was just full of carpet fuzz. <laughs> so we got all that done, laid the new pipe, laid the wall ride in. And then for the last hour we were there, I think it was us just going back and forth in the wall ride with one buddy's buggy. Like, this is so sweet. Because like, <laughs> we were thinking you were going to have to carry a lot of momentum. And we're like, nope, you can pretty much start the bottom. Just kind of feather it around. And all oh, it was, it couldn't have been better. It was 16 foot wide. And I think we made, ended up, I think it was six and a half, maybe seven foot tall. Oh, dude. It was like just perfect. I love wall rides when they're yeah. when they're built right. <clears throat> there there is a wall ride that we had at the CRC Car Club, and I kid you not, Dre, I could go into that thing wide open, wide open, let off the throttle for a split second, steer the car, it would whip around the apex, hammer back mm-hmm. on the throttle. It was with the four wheel drive buggy, dude. It was it sounded just nasty every time because it was built out of wood mm-hmm. and so when the transition onto it oh yeah it was just yeah and see nobody listening will be able to see but okay wow that's an actual really decent trying yeah we had a buddy do this on cat force but down here at the bottom yeah it actually came out another like six inches to where it was i mean it was the the only transition from the carpet to the wall ride was the duct tape and then other carpet yeah yeah I mean, it, it was that perfect and it, yeah it couldn't have, the very top we never did get straight vertical with it it was still at just a, just a touch of an angle right. so it was perfect and then we put two banners up above it just and people were still i mean that was that was laugh everybody was everybody's j concepts banners they're going corner on the corner and <laughs> It bit a couple of guys because they'd catch the two by four holding the banner, they'd kick the tail end of their buggy out goofy. But yeah, 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 yeah. We had a wall ride at one race. At the end of the day, the guys were launching their cars off of. That was the joke we were going to see who could hit the ceiling, but nobody ever went and did it. I think by the end of the year, somebody's gonna. Oh man, if I if I was there, I would have sent it. <laughs> Well, the only thing is that it's not our building. It's the National Guard Armories. 
Well, I wouldn't have sent it to the point to like to break anything. I'd prefer not to break my buggy, but well, I'd send yeah. it so that way I could plant it pretty good into the. <laughs> my luck, I'd just uh, completely obliterate my car. That's the way it would work. Yeah, my my pickup has the day we were setting up. I had my pickup in the close trailer. Off, the, we pulled it in the building off the side of track, so we didn't have to go keep going in and out for stuff. And my pickup did end up with a new dent in the in the back of it. <laughs> it's a small dent. How did the car just, fare? Uh, actually, it was fine. Oh, there you go. We never did figure out my. They, they swore all oh, that dent was there already. I'm like, no, I know every little dent on this pickup because I put them all in. But that one, wasn't <laughs> that one I didn't put that one there. He's he's really lucky. I had a tonneau cover on my pickup because if you would have went into the box, I think that's when the when uh, something would have broke. Probably. <laughs> Because he hit, he skated off the back corner of the cab right behind the crew cab door. Yeah. And then hit the tonneau cover and then landed into my Carhartt coat. I mean, you couldn't have done it again if you tried. Nope, probably not. Probably be a broken window on a truck, that's for sure. Oh, I wouldn't. And it was a cold day. Uh, that was a whole, uh, that whole, that whole weekend was cold. And that track's about 45 miles from my house. So Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah. Big time. How did, uh, how did your track directing at the hardwoods go? Really good. I talked about it at the beginning of the show today, actually. Um, oh, okay. You know, for 184 entries, uh, I think we did well. You know, we, we got through about 51 total heats Jeez. in just over five hours. So we You're were motoring. Right along, yeah, we were motoring. Well, you know, and, and like I said... It's not just because, you know, I was I made sure we kept running the program and the race directors that helped me out kept making sure the program ran, but the racers themselves also made an effort to be ready, be back to Marshall and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me do a little quick cowboy math here because I think we did 13. Let me take that back. We did 12 heats three times so 36 was we yeah we did 37 and i think it took us i think it took us six hours yeah so so you were doing a lot better pace than we were but yeah dude there was there it was no holds barred like you know we said we were giving them like two minutes between races and i think very rarely we were over a minute Mm -hmm. and of course we did something we had never teched before i mean it was always kind of a gentleman's rule of you're in blinky you're in 17.5 you're not we teched batteries for voltage yeah uh, we teched urea C to being blinky, and then we teched 17.5s, which I, you know, we didn't tear any cans apart, but then they said 17.5 in the can, we trusted them. Yeah. But, I mean, with that first round stuff was, it was slow the first round, and then as we went, it, we got into it, and yeah. we had, uh, I don't think, actually, I don't think we had any issues with tech, not that, not that I think about it. I think, no. I don't think everything went smooth. But. Yeah, when you're running tech, you got to basically... You hate being the guy to tell them, but it's like, hey, you're up next to race. You should already be at tech. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the race mm-hmm. after the guys that are in tech right now, you should actually be waiting to go into tech once they walk out of tech. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, trying to remember to make sure. Dude, there were a few times where I called guy like I was, you know, saying, hey, race so-and-so, which is blah, 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 blah. You guys should be at tech. Race, blah, you... You guys should be thinking about getting ready, and those guys thought that that meant for them to get ready, and they uh-huh. <laughs> they throw their car on the track, and be like, "No, you're in the next race, dude." Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so in the in the second and third round of qualifying, then we ended up doing two because the first round we you guys were coming up tech early, which was nice, but then we made it to where come up tech to race before we had a spot on the track, throw your cars down there, 
that way nobody's taking another back to pit, and which yeah. I don't think anybody was doing that anyway. No. That seemed to make stuff run a little smoother. We had two guys, um, my buddy Sparky, and then my uh, buddy Luke. They were helping run tech. Actually, pretty well. There were about five or six guys in and out helping run tech, but those guys were in there the most of the time. So big shout out to them. They helped run stuff smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne, I got a whole list of guys. If you don't care, no, oh, no, let her rip, buddy. That's why. All right, all my buddies that helped out. Dwayne Sebi is our club president, and he was helping out every which way that he that he could. Uh, Mark Wobbler, the one we call Sparky, he helped he helped us. Well, Dwayne helped too, but helped was came down and built a wall ride, helped set up. He was doing tech. He was helping get cars spotted for mains. I mean, he's been a huge, huge help to me this year. He actually just started yesterday, started running the computer for me, so that helped too. Nice. My buddy Derek, he was helping with Derek Grappler. He was helping with tech and oh, anything and everything. Paul Stoffel, he's helped set up the track. He's the one that did the awesome CAD drawing for us on the wall ride. He's always there to help. Skylar Sebi's our treasurer. He was there helping out with stuff. Greg Picks, another guy. He's on our board, but I'm not sure what his actual designated title is anymore, because we've we've changed the oh what do you want to call, appointed positions around a little bit. But right. he's always there to help out. He was helping with tech too. He's a he's an old boy from the RC ten days. I mean, he's been in RC forever. Right. You know, and then uh, a good guy from their actual next closest track in Fort Dodge is Tony Bacon. He uh. He was really great. We had some trouble with computers on main day where it was doing all kinds of goofy stuff with RC scoring pro. And I was just had a blank stare. Derek, the guy was director before me. He, I've never seen this. And Tony came over. He helped us through it. Brian Barton, another great guy. He was helping too. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they actually were both helping me call races on, on qualifier day when I had to, when I was running my short course truck. And then from the mains on Saturday, because I can call races. But I don't have that fluid of a voice to keep bouncing back and forth between stuff and keep track and everything. Brian does an excellent job. Her, his daughter Raven, she helped. She did a couple too, and she was really good on the mic. So I think next year, I mean, I'm going to call qualifiers and I'll do all the sign up and stuff. But I think main day, I'm going to try to if it comes out of my pocket, I'm hiring somebody that's really good at it because I mean that's half. Of it. Yeah, yeah, races. yeah. Well, and and you know, funny enough, I was saying the same thing. Is I had no problem calling qualifiers. You know, I can give out the information, <clears throat> but the bigger thing that I found that I didn't do throughout the day was learn whose car was whose, and because I was just trying to hammer the races out. And when it came time to mains, it was really hard for me to try and follow. Uh, you know, I called I called a few main races, uh, and then pretty much Tom or not Tom. Uh, Brian, the same Brian you're talking about, was done racing for the day, um, and he kind of said, "I'll run and I'll run them for you." And uh, he sat down and worked his magic. And um, yeah, my hats off. He helped me try and get the main set up. That was a huge nightmare. Um, for as far as getting guys not running back to back. No, or? there was no fixing that. That was pretty much SOL because we were doing bump ups through the whole thing. So it just yeah, it was one of those situations where it's like guys like. You're going to run that many classes, you got to be prepared to sack up, Uh (laughs) you know. And, uh, yeah, like I said, Brian's awesome. You know, uh, Alex Knapper, he's he's amazing at calling races, too. Uh, That kid is fast. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Oh, my God. Yeah. He came up, and there was like – and I hadn't – he didn't really qualify all that. Uh, His Actually, uh, third qualifier, last the last qualifier is when he got got the TQ. But prior to that, I'm like – I wasn't too worried about him. I was more worried about Alex Eklund, who's the 
northwest I well actually I think he lives down by Des Moines, but he's always been the fast guy. Yeah. As long yeah. as I can, as long as I can remember, he was always the fast guy. I was just worried about him. Raven, she's fast, I'm worried about her. Some of my local guys, they're faster than short course. So it's like, yeah, I'm not doing too bad. All of a sudden third qualifier, Napper comes out, I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> that thing is a rocket. Yeah, I know who's winning this race now. Because <laughs> when we swim in the, in the main, he was just he checked out right from the right from the word go. He was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. He he, is. he, he like I said, he helped out uh, call some races, um, which was you know obviously great, uh, very, very grateful for all the help with stuff like that. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome, dude. Like I like hearing the fact that the race went well for you. I know you were a little stressed out. It was going to be on the bigger side, and <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I'm hoping next year we and we had a ton and ton and ton of giveaways, and everybody was just happy as all get out. So, I think next year it's going to be even bigger because we had a fair amount of our of our actual local guys didn't show. Uh, one guy that he's usually good, him and his him and his kid. There's three four entries there, easy if not five or six. They bought a house, they moved another family. They're usually good for about eight entries. They were, they were, uh, he was trucking. I mean, we had easily 30, 40 entries that didn't show that were local guys. Yeah. Hey, wow. Which is, which is sad. Yeah. But they were sucks, all, but they were all back this weekend, but, and the army was really good to us. Cause I was getting worried on pit space. They opened up a, opened up another room for us. We could have, could have used. Unfortunately, didn't have any M16s in it that I could go peruse, but <laughs> we've been in that building five years. We were joking about that. Because a bunch of guys left their stuff. I don't know about the hardwoods, but a bunch of guys left, leave their stuff overnight. Somebody asked me, was it secure? I'm like, this is probably the most secure building in the county. And they go, really? It's like, there's a guard guy here all the time. Yeah. We've been here five years. Nobody's ever seen a rifle. I mean, this place is secure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard, hardwoods, yeah, that's what a lot of guys will do. Like, when me and Dan go down this Friday, we'll spend most of the evening probably practicing and then take off back to the hotel. But we'll probably leave most of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we did. The first time I ever went to a big race was down in Omaha, and we packed everything in. And that was when I had a tackle box for my tools, <laughs> a great big black Rubbermaid tote with all my crap, enough duffel bag with my cars, another milk crate with crap in that. I mean, just I brought the whole shop. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't know. Yeah. We hauled it all in Friday night, hauled it all back out Friday night to the hotel rooms, hauled it all in Saturday morning. The whole weekend we were doing that. Somebody's like, hey, what? what the last day was relieving. How come you guys kept hauling all that back and forth? You could have left it here. I'm like, you can? <laughs> oh, yeah, I locked this up. I'm like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's right on. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I, I got... I got a message from uh, a listener, uh, Rex. He sends me this uh-huh. message, and he tells me to check out the Steve Mathis guy. He does, like, uh, some motocross podcasts and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And he said he gave me this idea to do, and, and you're kind of going to be my experiment because, you know, I like music. I always have, like, music. And I thought it was kind of a good idea <clears throat> to kind of do this kind of, you know, ask a, a, a guest on the show to give us two songs I, you know, I guess Steve does like 10, but I'm like, man, I don't, I don't need to do 10, right? Like I just, I ain't going to do 10. <clears throat> so I sent uh, Dre a message say, Hey, you want to try something different tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And so <clears throat> I had him send me two songs 
<clears throat> Man, and I ran out of water. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had him send me two songs that mean something to him. So one's more of like lighthearted meaning, and then one's like a meaning meaning. So let me just bring him one up. So let's talk about the first one you sent me. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody what song they're gonna hear. Well, which order did you go? The order I gave them to. Yeah. Okay, and then the first song is Kenny Chesney. The song is Young. Yeah. And this is kind of this is kind of the more lighthearted one. This is a song that uh, during our graduation ceremony in high school, they played that as they were doing an old, uh, well, uh, I want to say Photoshop, but that's not right. Like a slideshow? Uh, yeah, they're doing a slideshow. Right. Doing a slideshow, you know, pictures from when we were babies and then growing up and then as we were graduating you know, and whatnot. So for those that don't know, this is the song. Doing all already, there was nothing to learn. We were striking matches just to watch them burn. Listen to our music just a little too loud. We were hanging in there with the outcast crowd. And to the rapids with some discount beer. It was a long train trestle, but we had no fear. trying to remember because they did that in my graduation too but i think it was that damn graduation song oh that one they always play yeah like the where the guy kind of just talks yeah that i know exactly what you're talking that, about that friggin one mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah so that was that's that one so that just kind of reminds you of like graduation and the the slideshow with high school back when you know you didn't have a care in the world and you know, no bills, just you, show up. And, and, you, and you still hated it. You couldn't wait to get out and live on your own in the world. That you, you're looking back, and those are really Man, we times. were so wrong. <laughs> we, oh. were, we were so wrong. What the hell? Can I go we back a, to high school and have no responsibilities? Please. Wait, yeah. but I have to retain the knowledge that I've gained getting this old. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah now. That's the only stipulation. Mm-hmm. I need we the, have the world by the horns. We had no clue at all. I, I need the mind I have now, but the body I had then, back then. You know, I'll take the body I got now, actually. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> not me. No, I, I, look a, I look a lot better at 33 than I did at 17 or 18. No, I would, I would love to have 70 pounds less of me. <laughs> I'd love to be 180 again. Hell, I, I'm bucking 190 now. I'm down to 250. Atta boy. Oh boy. Hopefully less sooner than later. Keep at the gym, buddy. So let's go on to the second song. Let's tell everybody what song that is. This is interesting because I thought this was the more lighthearted one than the other one. So this is the one that has some. So I'm interested in this one. This one's Lip Biscuit. And the song's My Way. And this is kind of a high school thing, too, actually, that it just kind of kept with me. Uh, we had a speech class, and they had us all pick a song back then, and you'd go through with the lyrics and and read it off to the class. And you know, I was, I mean, still to this day, I have trouble with it. But I'm always out. I will drop anything 
at the drop of a hat to go help a buddy out yep. that needs some help or something. Yep. But consequently, the stuff that I'm trying to accomplish in my life gets put on the back burner. But I do all this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher tell me one time, like, you know, if you ever start putting yourself first, you're going to do great things in life. And you need to stop just going with the flow and you take control on your own. And that's, it, you know, it doesn't exactly say that in this song. But, it, you know, he says, it's my way or the highway. Sometimes you got to take control of situations and make them work in your favor rather than just going with the flow. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So I know everybody doesn't really need to be reminded of this song because they probably know it, but here it is. I think I can let this whole one play too. a good tune man that is you know it's funny you said everybody should know it we are getting kind of old bro not everybody knows lip biscuit anymore <sighs> why'd you have to remind me of that man <laughs> hey hang you're on not, you're not wrong oh don't do that there now i look like fred Durst. you know what no you can get away with that see you do all right with a backwards hat like even mm-hmm. if i had a fitted hat down here mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. it i just it does i used to wear a hat backwards all the time I don't know why. Maybe it's you know what I'm so used to having the, the natural like, the straight bill. You know, well, no, the like the sunblock, and this is what I do. Oh, sure. This, this is what I've been doing to my straight bills lately. Is kind of giving them the. Oh, you're the skater boy now, huh? The, no, the upwards bend, kind of like you know yeah. what Jesse James does. Yeah, isn't that a, isn't that a like a longboard Long Beach skateboard thing? It might be. I'm not from freaking Long Beach though. How the fuck do I know? I don't know. I can't stand it. I cannot stand a straight bill on a hat. It drives me nuts. I can't either, but I don't like taking straight bill hats and bending them because they don't, they're not meant to, right? No, yeah. So I found an alternative because see, when I'm facing you like this, it kind of looks like it is bent. It it does now. Right? You see what I mean? So it kind of gives that illusion of it, but it's got the the ski jump. There you go. Hey, do you have a Gropner hat yet? What do you mean? I have a radio. Yeah, I've had a radio for a while. Oh, no, a Grappner hat. A hat, no. 
do you want one? Because I have a Grotner straight bill that I'm not going to wear. <laughs> or, oh, I'll pay you for it for sure. Oh, we'll do some horse trading. Oh, okay. I'll have new that, stickers too. Yeah, buddy. I should have so, them this weekend. Looking forward to that. Another yeah. race I'm going to go direct down there in Michigan. <clears throat> These just club races or are they doing trophy races? No, these or? are trophy races for the hardwoods. So the last one was last month. That was the Gone Bananas one. And then uh, this one this month is the Hardwoods Classic. I think it's the second annual. So it should be good. Hoping more people show up. You know, pre-registration is uh, looking at about 80 entries so far. Uh, but I'd love to see some more than get in there in the next couple of days. Like I said, I'm leaving Friday morning after the kids get on the school bus and the wife's off to work. And me and my chum Dan are going to drive down. And that'll probably lead to some hilarity um, and hopefully recording while we're driving. Sweet. Try to, anyway. Do you going to record as you go across the border? No, that's not allowed. They get real, dude. They don't even like when you like when you mute your phone call. They no. Oh no, trust me. That when I finally left the United States this summer, oh, I was a little nervous there for a while. <laughs> the, the Canadian getting into Canada was a lot more serious to get back in the United States. That guy was, of course, it was Friday at like six thirty at night. He was probably ready to shoot whoever just looked at him wrong. He was he was in a foul foul mood. Yeah, you get those ones every once in a while, dude. I'll tell you, this one time I was going into the U.S. and I got this guy, and he literally asked me, like, the the guy was <laughs> I'm trying to think to put him to somebody. He was that kind of guy that you know reads the book and does things by the book and remembers lines out of the book. Mm-hmm. So literally, he would sit there and he'd he'd look up and he'd be like. And then he'd ask me some real oddball off question, which is one of their questions they can ask or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just to like, throw you off guard. Dude, I was laughing so hard. I said, listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I said, but you're fucking killing me with these questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And he, he kind of cracked a smile. He's like, just a few more. And like, he asked me 10 more frigging questions. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, are you serious? Like, Dude, I knew I picked the wrong lane when it was taking like 10 minutes per car. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what is going on? But when I got up there, the long wait was totally worth it. That guy killed me, made me laugh. Now when I see him, I think he remembers me or something like that. So he doesn't ask me a million questions. But, he, dude, it's just, I love that. Like, I don't mind when they want to do their job and at least they have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know, I totally understand what they're trying to do. They are trying to make sure that they're protecting their country. And I, I get that. However, I don't want to harm your country. I like your country a lot. I kind of sometimes wish I was from that country or maybe lived in California. So, you know, don't, I'm good. Just don't be mean, man. I don't want to be mean. Like, when we were going back into the States, there was street where we crossed at, uh, wherever the heck was it? I mean, I, there wasn't even a town, closest town was 10 miles, but we crossed right on Lake Superior. Right on Lake um, Like at the tail end of it? On the uh, on the tail end of Minnesota. At the closest town was Thunder Bay, I think. Like big town was Thunder Bay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But so we're coming back in there and there's three lanes to get back to the United States. And there was one that was like fifteen cars deep. There was another one that had like three semis in it, and then there was one that was empty, but you could see they had a barricade across it. So I just pull in behind all the cars. And this guy's walking out to go to the little shack and he he waves me on so i pull out and i start going and i get halfway 
I'm probably at this point 100 yards in my little shack. I'm halfway there, and I kid you not, a fox walks out from between two of the semis and just stands there in the middle lane. <laughs> I'm like, really? A fox? And it's like 11, 12 o'clock, and yeah, probably maybe it's 10 o'clock in the morning. But he looked at my pickup, and then he just trotted off like it's no big deal. So I pull up, and I'm like, at this point, 10 mile an hour, creeping up on this on this barricade deal. And a guy comes running out of the main shack, hand on his pistol. Sir, sir, you need to stop, sir. So I stop. I say, yeah, you need to stop. I say, okay. And he looks over, and he sees the guy that's in the shack. Oh, sorry, I guess you're okay. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy <laughs> Dude, we almost died for nothing. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably not the first time on this trip we haven't either. Because earlier, earlier that morning, I got out of my pickup to take a picture of a wild cow moose in the, in literally in the middle of nowhere. So, oh. <laughs> that's hilarious. I could tell you stories for hours about that trip to Canada. It was wild. <laughs> what an adventure! When you told me you were coming to Canada, I went home, man. Hey, all right, you cross the border daily. Well, not daily, but pretty much every but other week. A lot more than me. Yeah. Does your cruise control ever quit working in your pickup right after you cross the border? No. Okay, must, I don't know. Because I crossed, shut the, of course, noisy-ass diesel. Shut it off, sir. Okay, no big deal, whatever. I kill it. They give you the little spiel, and you take off. My cruise control wouldn't work. It's like, that's weird. It's never done that. Drove like 10 miles down the road going to Canada, pulled off the side, shut her down, start her back up, cruise work. Oh, that's no big deal. It must just be some fluke. Coming back across the other way, it did the exact same thing. I don't know if some, something they scan your truck with. Heck, I no, you know what it could be is I bet you, I bet you there's, a, there's some kind of known issue that if you start the truck quickly, like maybe, because I know for a fact, like from driving truck, like transport and having to shut it down, I when I would leave the window, I would never let the truck go through its whole startup procedure and check everything. I would literally just clutch in, start it, drive away to be mm. to get out of the way. So maybe that's what it is. Is maybe you don't realize when you normally start your truck when you're not in a pressure situation, you turn mm -hmm. the key a certain speed and everything kind of is able to to no, go along. And you might have just that done it be. quickly at the border, you know what I mean? Missed a step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or not a step, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like you were just faster yeah, on a step. You know what I mean? Just quicker on it. Yeah. As soon as the cannon is like, yeah, you can go. Like, let's get the heck out of here. Let's go now. <laughs> Quick, run let's before he changes his mind. I <laughs> was really pissed. They didn't stamp my freaking passport. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not on land crossing. Spent bucks on this stupid little book. Hit my stamp <laughs> and say I left the states. Come on, You should have said, could you stamp my book? This will probably be the only time this passport gets used. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I don't even have a passport. I use an enhanced driver's license. Mm, I don't know if we have those or not. No, you probably can't get one because you don't live close enough to a border. Oh, From my understanding, they're only available to people that are fairly immediately close to the border. So, like, because obviously I live on a border city, I, I can... I. But here's what's wild. If I go into the States with my enhanced driver's license, go to an airport. I can fly anywhere within the United States with my enhanced driver's license. As long as I stay really? in the U.S. Yeah, that's how I went to, to Las Vegas when my wife and I went. We flew with our, flew with our enhanced driver's licenses. Well, that's um, slick. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. I was a little nervous coming home that, that maybe in Las Vegas they're not used to seeing it as much. Mm -hmm. So we might have had a problem, but nope, they looked at it. See you later. 
Yeah, of course, that's Vegas. They probably get people from all over the place. All Dude, time. they didn't even razz me about my RC stuff. <laughs> like, no. They've seen it all. Yep, they didn't. Like, when I was in, in uh, flying out of where we flew out of, they're like, nope, those batteries had to be on your person, which means basically in your hand. They can't be uh-huh. in my bat- backpack. In Vegas, they were like, I don't give a shit what you do with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Sure. Get on the plane. Let's go. Yep. Get out, get out of my way. <laughs> Fat Canadian. Next. Yep. Pretty much. But I got a couple of Facebook questions here I want to answer. They're, they're more for me, but I'll keep you around. Uh, of course. Let's yeah. see here. This one comes from Braden Miller. I know he's a fellow Australian along with our friend Christopher Mitchell. And he goes, hey, mate. Uh, I'm loving your podcast. Keep up the good work. Any chance you can speak a bit more on the YZ4SF? Myself and Christopher Mitchell just got one each and would love to hear your opinion on it. Um, So far, I'm fairly impressed with the car. I cannot, and I mean cannot, believe how hard the arms are on it. Like, they are the hardest set of arms I've ever gotten with a kit in my life. Like, they are... Super hard, and sure enough, thanks to Casey down to Casey Hobbies for ordering an extra set of front arms, because I sure as crap needed one. Because <laughs> I snapped one. Now, from my understanding, they're omnidirectional, so it doesn't matter. You can put a left one on the you know what I mean? It doesn't matter gotcha. what side they go on. Which, so they must be straight arms, not Yeah, they're just, they're just flat. Yeah, they're just flat. Gotcha. So, but, uh, yeah, so that was that one. Uh, so far, I'm loving the car. Like I said, it's super twitchy for me. Um, that could be a combination of some of the stuff that I'm running on it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out this, this coming weekend. I'm sure I'll get the car comfortable because that's going to be my main focus. Uh, like obviously I'm going to run the two wheel drive to make sure it's, it's fast enough and I'm comfortable with it. But my main focus is going to be running pack after pack <laughs> after pack through that, that YZ4 SF to, to get it to where I'm happy with it. Um, but yeah, so that was that question. So thanks to Braden for, for reaching out. That was really cool. I'll talk more about the YZ4SF the more I race it, obviously. Uh, but so far, I'm super happy with it. The kit went together absolutely amazing. It was another great build. The YZ2 left me a little frustrated with a couple of uh, spots, and I'm not the only one who put the ball diff together backwards. Actually, another guy did the same thing that I did. Yeah, if you put it together backwards, the T-nut mm-hmm. sticks too far out, and the one side actually can't travel f- as far as it should. Really? Yeah. Interesting. If you pay close enough attention to the manual, you won't mess it up. I obviously did not pay close enough attention. Uh, so the other message I got here um, was, let's see here. Uh, it's from John Colosso. I think Coloso. Yeah. Hi, Matt. I just picked up a set of Gominana Racings for my SC10.3. Uh, had been running modified pinpoints up front, stock SC10 rear, a rear end seems loose with the gone bananas. I haven't been able to get to the track on practice day to really try them. Is there anything I need to know about foam tires as compared to rubber setup wise? As far as setup wise is concerned, not really. Um, your friend is going to be uh, negative camber. If you find your traction roll a bit, try and put a little bit more negative camber in it first before you do anything else. Because uh, that'll sometimes allow the, the car to, to lean that little bit more it needs before it catches the edge of the foam and flips you. Um, the other thing is, is SXT is your friend. Um, you're more than welcome to, I normally run, uh, my foams without any treatment on them for the first pack. And then I'll, I'll, uh, sauce them. Uh, I would strongly suggest if you can get the SXT 3.0, uh, but get the, the, the medium grip, 
I'm not sure if the high grip one's been having adverse effect on tire wear. Um, I haven't had any weird tire wear yet from it, but I don't race as much as most. So go with the black capped uh, SXT 3.0 if you can run it at the track. If not, find out what the track is running because I know some places will run like an oil-based um, traction compound. Um, and some are water-based and obviously oil and water don't mix. So make sure you run whatever the track's running. Uh, but that kind of stuff will help you with the rear end getting loose. Um, start with, I normally say like a, a quarter of the tire, um, and see how that affects it. If that's not enough, try on the next pack of half tire. Uh, obviously for me, I always go from the inside and work my way out. I rarely apply to the outside of a tire before the inside. Unless I'm doing the whole tire, then obviously the whole tire gets covered. Um, lighter fluid, like Zippo lighter fluid, is your friend. If you go out after saucing and it's got way too much grip and it's doing all kinds of ridiculous stuff, bring it in. Just literally as you rotate the tire, put the, the lighter fluid on it and then use like a, uh, a cloth or paper towel to kind of pull it out. Let them air dry, like air out for a few before you resauce them and just apply less the next time out. Hmm. That's that's Where's about it. Day? That's it. There's I never your... did the lighter lighter fluid thing. Yeah, that's how you can clean them. Huh. Yeah. So if the, if you find they get too grippy, like say you uh-huh. like I normally have a ritual, and so what I'll do is before my first heat, I sauce the whole rear tire on both my buggies, and then normally I do depending on how the steering is, uh, depends on how big of an inside line I'll do on the front. Uh, but normally I'll do that for the first heat, and then the second heat I don't do it. I leave it as it is and I run it and then I'll redo it before the mains mm-hmm. um, and see so. I'm, I'm with you like that. Um, but I'll do the rear tires, get the full, you know, dunk it, dunk it in the, in the container, the rear tires, get a full swath of just soggy sauce. And then when I go to do the front tire on the same side, I don't dip it back in. I just do a lighter. The front gets a lighter coat every time. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. But I always coat the whole tire, but that's just me. Like I said, it's it's tuning. It's you can do half the tire, you know, it's just up to preference. Well, and that and that's it. So that those are the big things. Uh, as far as setup wise, the foam tires seem to be more forgiving. You don't need to have a perfect setup for them to be fast. Um as you fine tune your setup with foams, it'll be faster and faster and faster but they're they're a huge equalizer when you first move to them because they'll make up a lot of time like when i first got foams and first tried them i was instantly amazingly faster with zero setup changes to my cars so see how you see how you feel about that yourself but yeah that's uh yeah yeah that's all that's all i suggest that's what i had for questions so thanks for the guys that actually sent questions. I do appreciate it. Uh, I know you guys tend to like the live feeds when I do those. So I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to be on vacation. Let me look at a calendar here. I'm going to be on vacation if everything goes as planned from March 5th to March 9th. And that's where this second announcement comes. It kind of sucks. My beautiful wife, fortunately, was uh, promoted at work uh, to uh, a manager position. So congratulations to her. However, that does affect um, travel for me uh, because when I go to races down in Iowa or down into Wisconsin, I take her with me because that's normally a two or three day gone. Um, and I know she likes to, you know what I mean, have her chance to get away from the house and, and, and have a good time. 
what that unfortunately means is that more than likely I will not be attending the Gone Bananas uh, Tri-State Challenge Round 3 in Muscatine, Iowa, which is a huge disappointment because I was really hoping to get down there and race with all the with all you guys, but uh, we'll see. It may happen, but it's looking more likely not. She just She's not going to be able to take time off work for the first couple months, so sucks. Sorry, guys. Life happens. Yeah. It's a good, bad thing. You know what I mean? It's one of those situations where it's a good, it's a good, bad problem to have. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm if that, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, totally. So, but yeah. So that's, uh, I'm going to be on vacation and uh, I'm going to try and do a couple live feeds. Uh, the body, I don't know if everybody's seen it yet or not, but the body for the SCX 10 2 giveaway is done. I'm anxiously awaiting to see that thing shipped back to me, and I'm going to get it mounted on this truck and take a bunch of great pictures for it for guys like Dre, who are awesome enough to send a winch and wireless remote combo for it. That's just totally ridiculous. And I'll tell you this. You know, I got to say this. Axial, listen, I love you guys. I really do. You have an amazing product. However, the amount of fabricating and grinding I had to do to get that winch to sit in that bumper beautifully the way it sits right now is just ridiculous. But it looks really good now. I cannot wait to see that thing all together. Neither can I. I, I still got to do the fire, final wiring on it. I've been really apprehensive to do it because it just it's a big step. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. with it not being able to be driven the way it sits right now, it's probably safer that way. Because I think if it was all really? done, if it was all done for the last couple months while we've been waiting for Matt Hawkinson to work his amazing magic on the body, um, yeah, I probably would have been driving all over the house and flipping it over and breaking crap. And so it's better that way. But that's a that's a project that's going to be kind of hitting the workbench again here in the next couple of days because I expect that body before uh, before sooner than later. I know our winner, Michael Mazur, is more than ecstatic to get it. Um, that means he's also going to be getting his packages from CowRC and MaxAmps soon. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to get this car to its new owner, and uh, I'm sure he's going to enjoy it. But, yeah, so what else do you got there, Dre? Because you had some great sponsors that sponsored the, the 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 freak out this year, right? Yeah, we had a uh, we had a ton of really good sponsors, and I'll read them off here. Yeah, even, like I said, I took notes. I'm prepared for once. Uh, first one, we're gonna hit them, J Concepts. They sent us a ton of goodies. Uh, they the uh, the brand new V6 body. We even got one of those. Oh, sweet! And, and it, was, it was like two weeks after they released it to the public. We had them like that's that was really cool of them. Huge shout out to Heath, the Cow RC. Yes, I don't know if anybody awesome. saw the, the pictures we had on Facebook, but we had so everybody everybody left at least one Cow RC product. That was awesome. I mean, the, it sent us a ton and ton and ton of pit mats. It was great. Uh, TBRL, Tony Bacon Racing League. That's mm-hmm. that's a neighboring track in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Um, it's about an hour and a half from Fort Dodge to Spencer. We're and we're doing really well working with each other. He's running off road on Tuesday nights and Saturdays. We're running ours on Sundays every other weekend when, during this winter season. So we're working with each other. There has been talk of next year uh, doing a point series in between to where you have to race so many times at each track, right? To, right. Qual- to qualify for the the championships. I think that's great. You know, two tracks close. Really, the only ones in 
uh, only indoor tracks in Iowa other than Muscatine. You know, on, on our side of the state, it's the only tracks I know of. Right. It's it's awesome. Muscatine and Hobby Haven's got an outdoor track, and I think that's it for off road in Iowa. I mean, that's and for us to be working together, that's awesome. Um, Max Amps, huge shout out to them. They sent us the lipo. They sent us hats, shirts. I mean, they were good to us. So a huge shout out to them. Rotor on, sent us some screws, sent us some hats, sent us some gift certificates. That was awesome. You know, if anybody has any inclination at all of thinking about sending something to Rotor on or buying a new motor, go through him. Yep, I agree. Every everyone that's hit our track has a been a rocket, and b the guys have loved them. So. Um, Exotech, they sent us a ton of aluminum parts. I mean, there was some, I didn't add it up, but there was some serious coin there they sent us. There's a ton of aluminum buggy wing, aluminum buggy buttons running around our track now. Sent us some fan mounts. I mean, great stuff. A uh, huge shout out to Eric Vocal at Viking Design. He sent nice. us some of those awesome diff stations. Yeah, they are awesome, are they not? Oh, and somebody's jumping at me, like, do you ever use yours? I'm like, yeah, I've used like two or three times, but. Most of the time, it's a cell phone holder. It's probably the best one I've got. Yeah, it's a, I use it all the time for a cell phone holder. But, yeah, I've used it to build diffs because it makes you lose less it's, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how much crap. It's so much easier setting it in there. It just it works much better. Yep. Um, Revolution Design, they sent us a lot of aluminum goodies and tools. Uh, we're going to have to thank Chili Duncan on that. He had to hook up for us on that. Um, Gone Banana Racing Skins. Rick is great. He sent us a couple set of foams, sent us a couple car foam block car stands. I mean, those are awesome. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping my name was going to get dropped for one of them. Like, God, that's, those are neat. I'm going to have to get one from the next time I order another set of foams for sure. But yeah, a huge shout out to him. That was his second year. He was helping us out again. SXT, uh, traction compound sent us, can't remember if it was a half dozen or eight, sent us some bottles of 3.0. So that was a nice little, deal to give give in with the uh with the foam tires shugu that was another one chili got us sent us a big box of the small uh things of shugu to give away so that was nice you never know that stuff's handy at the drop of a hat you oh, never know when you yeah. get it but when you got it it's nice dude i use that uh, stuff for so like i use that to hold antenna tubes down to put the antenna in oh yeah it's well that's what one guy said oh great i need some of that you never know they'll hold hinge pins in yeah i mean it's the oddball little thing is yep. great. Yeah, it does all kinds of crazy. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to grip the great big tube. I'd never seen these were only about two inches long. I'd never seen these little tubes up before. Otherwise, you're always carrying around a toothpaste looking toe of it. Oh, so it's great for the pit box. Um, Joey also got us some uh, discount coupons for Simple Green, which Perfect. as a as a Cow RC guy, I shouldn't be saying that, but <laughs> Simple Green is always good stuff. It does um, work. It does work. Shout out to the MBM podcast for having us on to talk about our February freak out. You're on, you're on the list and you're not last, buddy. Hey, all right. Next year, uh, next year we'll do something a little bigger for you. Right. Next year, maybe we can get you to come down. Oh man, don't push it. I'm not. No, I'm not pushing. You got a lot of stuff going on. You can't make it. I totally understand. Because somebody else who actually lives in Iowa still hasn't made it to Muscatine yet. When you're there, so I've got no excuses. Yeah. So, <laughs> have, you, have you actually been to that track though? No, I have oh, not. Oh man, it's uh, every time I plan on going there, it's worse. It's like something comes up and I can't make it. <laughs> so, I don't, uh, I want to get there though. All the pictures I've seen, it looks wild. So, and now I know more of the guys from <laughs> like the Nappers. I know Barton's 
Martins have been racing at Ford Dodge lots. So I've got to know them well. They're, I mean, great people, it seems like. And I want to get another track I can run my foams on. <laughs> that but, that you uh, can there, that's for sure. Uh, another a local sponsor, Serve Pro. Uh, they're basically if you have their household cleaning service. If you have flood or fire or, or something of that nature, that's that's what they do. Right, um, right. They send a, they send us a great big gift basket, uh, uh, koozies, a couple cans of monsters, some hats, just a general gift uh, giveaway basket. So that was nice of them. Right uh, McCurry's. I gotta get a drink quick. Yeah, no, I hear you on that one. McCreary's catering. You're drinking one of those this late at night? It's only eight forty. I'll be fine. Um, right. McCreary's catering. They always bring out a uh, a uh, catering truck, right? That they go around to the businesses in town with, and they bring that out. So we had really good food right on right on the site, Perfect. and they gave us a bunch of. They give us a bunch of giveaway cards, so some people got some free breakfast and dinner. And in the mornings, he had coffee and breakfast sandwiches. Then they had the rest of the food all the rest of the day. I mean, it was awesome. So, huge shout out to them. They're at every one of our races. So, that's great. Um, no to boom, John Deere. That's a uh, dealership in Spencer. Yeah. They give us some re- some real nice hats. And the, I think it was like a was it one ten? Maybe it was like one twenty fifth scale NASCAR diecast. Really nice one. So nice. young, young, gentleman, young gentleman walked away with that, so he got a new toy. So that worked out well. And then the last one's old Sparky Wobbler. He uh, he donated about fifteen uh, Crown Royal bags, which actually they work really well for RC stuff: transmitter bags, parts bags, throw in your pit bag. So Somebody. I'm not sure how he procured them. But <laughs> Somebody drank a lot of Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> He claimed it was from a company Christmas party, but uh, I'm not so sure it was. Yeah, where they where they drank the Crown Royals that came in the bags. <laughs> so that's awesome. That, yeah. So we yeah we had a lot of nice sponsors. Like I said, we had a ton of giveaways. It was great. So I hope hopefully next year we can have just as many giveaways. I've even more entries. Um, kind of the whole reason I wanted to start doing this. This is our second second year for the freak out too. If anybody was wondering. I kind of did it. The only other big trophy races we had in Iowa was a, a sh- was always a big Labor Day race, and there was really nothing ever in the winter. And then another track started doing some other stuff that they were in Des Moines. They unfortunately have since closed, so we there was really wasn't another big track doing anything. So we started doing this last year. We had uh, seventy five entries this year. We're at eighty eight next year. Hope to hit a hundred, one hundred twenty. You know, just keep growing this thing. Mm-hmm. And February is a nice time of year. It's kind of dead for a lot of people. Other than the aspect, it is kind of crappy trying to get a hold of all these companies for sponsors when Reedy Race is going on and DNC is coming up and um, the Chili Bowl was going on. Snowbirds was right in there. It's like, mm, I kind of picked a dumb time to be doing this. but Start early. The, yeah, I started in October this year, and yeah. I got I kind of got the cold shoulder for a while, and I sent him another email. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get stuff coming. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. So, what I found with that is you have to be um, – you had to be on top of it. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to send another email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Just keep sending them because, you know, mm-hmm. you got to realize they got a ton of emails that mm-hmm. they get like that, I'm sure. And you know what I mean? It, no, in this, if, if anybody's thinking about doing a race uh, like this and looking for sponsors, have a flyer. That's the biggest thing. Have yeah. a flyer made up. Because mo- most places, yeah, most places want the flyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And that makes it so much easier. Yep. So, 
Oh, huge shout out to Kendall Welch for doing our uh, graphic design work on the trophies too. They turned out really awesome. And he did our flyer for us too. Yeah. I was going to say whoever did the flyer did a damn good job too. Uh-huh. Did you see the trophies? No. Hang on. He's got one. We had MX trophies. I can't actually, I'm not even sure where the heck they're out of, but uh, we did the motocross style plaques. Oh, that's awesome. So it kind of looks like the uh, like the flyer, but slightly different. Yeah, no, it looks good. Mm-hmm. You really need to figure out what your um, your settings for that Facebook page must be limited to the United States. I went and I tore through that thing left after you said that. Tore through it trying because to find I, something. When you sent me that, I was in the U.S. I was able to go to the page and like it. Yeah. So anybody's wondering what we're talking about. When I made an event on our Spencer RC Radio Control Park Facebook page, I made an event and I invited everybody. Tim Smith got it. He got an invite. Uh, Josh Elliott, who doesn't even race, just the scale stuff, he got an invite. I mean, I invited everybody. So, of course, I invited Matt. Never never got it. Never showed up. And so I sent him a direct link. He goes, I can't see it. I'm like, what the heck? Does, it hate, does Facebook hate Canadians? It must. So yeah, I don't apparently. know. <laughs> but you're, once you're in the U.S., it worked. Yep. Because, see, I can't bring it up right now looking at my computer at home, but I guarantee you Friday when I'm in the U.S. and I'm on a U.S. cellular network and have data, I'll be able to bring the page up again. You got to message Facebook, bro. Yeah. As Damn much, that. As what, much as whatever. a pain in the butt they are. Damn you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Friggin' uh-huh. guy. Friggin' guy. That friggin' guy. Yeah, I wish. Tom, Tom I, from MySpace wouldn't let this happen. No, exactly. <laughs> Now we're really dating yeah, ourselves. Oh my god, that's gonna be worse, dude. That that one's worse than Limp Biscuit. We are gonna oh, have listeners good. go, Dad. What's MySpace? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm. But I think you guys are gonna get about an hour and a half of wonderfulness in your earlobes. And I think that's it because I'm tired as hell. It's ten to ten, and I got to get up at three thirty tomorrow morning. So I'm going to call this an episode. I want to say thanks to Jeremy Dre for coming on and talking RC. We'll have him on again so we can actually do some real, real RC talking, you know, because he's got a new Grappner radio, so I want to talk a little bit about how, how much he likes that thing. He's doing the thing with his hands back and forth. Dancing. <clears throat> I'll suge- I love that thing. I will suggest to anybody that gets one of these Grappner radios, the first thing to do is update the radio and then update your receivers. Make sure everything is on the latest firmware that Grappner offers. If you have issues with it, feel free to reach out to me or Tim. Um, I'll do my best to help you. If I don't answer you right away, it's probably because I'm working. Um, just pretty much any time. If you're messaging me between like pretty much 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and like 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the afternoon, I'm probably working. Um, so if I don't answer you right away, that's why. I usually like to try and answer questions as fast as possible. Uh, but yeah, make sure you update those radios because I know a few guys have had some issues with receivers and glitching and stuff like that and pretty much common denominator is they're not updated so please do that uh but thanks to teakin of course for supporting the podcast uh that you know huge shout out to to randy and and jim and everybody over there thank you very much of course rick seffrood gone banana racing skins thank you rick for believing in me believing in the show and always having my back uh of course huge shout out to thomas over at mks servos you know, you've seen something in this Canadian, and you've been taking care of me, and 
I I don't want to use any other servo, man. MCAS is, in my opinion, are the best. And he's about to show me an MCAS. Yeah, look at that. The DS1250. I've moved over to Money. the HV ones this year. I'm really liking them. Um, I just wanted to be able to run the 7.4 volts out of the out of the ESCs on them, so that's why I went to them. Uh, but yeah, so MKS Heath over at CowRC again. Thank you for everything. You've always hooked me up anytime I've needed anything. You've taken care of people for me, and that's much appreciated. Man, I'm missing people. I know I am. Josh at Max Amps cannot forget those batteries. They helped me go. 74 mile an hour. I'm going to try and hope for 80 this year. And shout out to my man Todd for sending me front rims for my pro stock car. You rock, Todd. Thank you. I think that might be it. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some. Am I missing any? Um, oh, yeah, look at the batteries on the wall. Yeah, Rotoron. Rotoron. <laughs> Can't forget that guy. <laughs> he's He's pretty awesome. He has always any information I ever need. Uh, make sure you, you guys check them out. I would have thought I would have saw that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I have one of those too. I have a bunch of those actually all over the place. And then, of course, Casey Hobbies and Toys in St. Ignis where I get all my kits and parts support for them. Um, support, support local as much as you can. You know, those shops may not be there tomorrow if you're not. I think that's about it. If I missed anybody, I apologize. I'm going to actually make a list and I'm going to stick it on the side of my monitor. That's ridiculous that I even need a list. So, but thank you for listening to the NBA podcast. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, send it over to the Facebook page. Make sure you, of course, give us a like and share on Facebook. I'd much appreciate it. And, of course, if you follow us on uh, Podbean, I do my best to make sure we follow everybody back. Right now, I want to say we're at, like, uh, 700 followers and change. Hang on, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Hang on. I just had it up as you guys listen to my furnace. Mine's running too. Yeah, mine just is noisy as hell. I look. I gotta look under here. Right now, we have seven hundred and thirty-nine followers. Nicey, nice. So, thank you. And those are on Podbean. Those are exclusive to Podbean. So, thank you very much to everybody that follows us on Podbean and, and listens to the show. And uh, I think that's about it. That's all I got. So, thanks, Dre, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we'll be back in a week or two. Or three. Depends on when I get down here to do it. I'm sorry, folks. I just... I like doing the shows. I really do. But it requires work. I'm not such a big fan of work anymore. (laughs) I've been doing it for too long. But thanks for listening anyway. We'll uh, see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. It's been a Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew All the planes we flew the things we've been through that i'll be standing right here talking to you about another path i know we love to hit the road and laugh but something told me that it wouldn't last had to switch up look at things different see the bigger picture those were the days hard work forever pays now i see you in a better place see you in a better place
can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong and was small Turned to a friendship, a friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken, the love will never get lost And when brotherhood come first, then the line will never be crossed Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach, so remember me when I'm gone can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last one. Let the light guide your way. Yeah. Hold every memory as you go. And every road you take. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you First entry for Psychology 101, dysfunctional. Yeah, don't you bring me nothing stupid If you don't want me to lose it Step back if you don't want me to attack I'm a beast, better give me the deuces I have no tolerance for nonsense Get away from me Me, I wanna get dollars Don't wanna holler, but you making me I'm a little dysfunctional You the problem, please don't awaken me And I'm that way Cause back in the day Most have forsaken me Lottie dottie I'm at the party On a drunk night What a punk might do Is try to pick a fight Because he's sorry That he ain't gaudy Like I be he Sloppy, not me Costly, rocks be spot Free, but he don't know I'm roguish Surrounded by my soldiers And they be locked and loaded When exploded, you can't hold us And we don't got no scruples We didn't come to fight and shoot you But you busters better be neutral Don't get loose because we cuckoo Listen, they call me genius I run the show Women, be on my penis It's wonderful Demons, think they the meanest But I brung the foe On the floor A little bit sick, don't you know? I'm a little dysfunctional Don't you know? If you push me, it might be bad Get a don't you know? If you fool around and make me mad, I'm a little dysfunctional. Don't you know? If you push me in my 
so I'm a product of environment. The game didn't change, so I've been forced into retirement. But I made moves and I pay dues and I got common sense. Since I can't lose and I can't choose and I come back to spit. I got hit songs, but I've been gone so long that I don't fit. Kneeled at the throne, but can't get down, so I need me a lick. I write these songs, but don't belong. I'm on some other shit. I'm hunting leads in desperate need. I hope it's coming quick. I rack my brain to find the lane that's gonna bring me some change. But it's so strange, my life has changed and I am not the same. I come around, but since I'm down, it feels uncomfortable. I try to hide it deep inside, but I'm dysfunctional. I never learn to hold it in, I get emotional. First implode and then explode, I am combustible. So please don't push me, play me pussy on some real shit. Won't be defeated if I'm heated, nigga, I'm all shit. Desert Eagles wear, wherever black people are, you know how black people are, I peep them out, try to stay even down, wanna preach to them, but the evil keep on seeping out, emotions get the best of me, messed up and then y'all get the rest of me, depressed and stressed for like my destiny, I know y'all think less of me, cause I'm always sick and I can't let it be, pharmaceutical soup be the best recipe, it's gonna be the death of me, I need difficult just to cope, that's why I keep throwing them pills down my throat, Dysfunctional blunt to do Smoking Bombay can give me fun sway But I wish that it all would go away Or maybe I should pray for Jesus Christ And just impretzel me Try to pray for change But sometimes it feel like he lets it be So I just take another couple doses Probably be fine But if you get too close You'll find out that I I'm a little dysfunctional Don't you know If you push me it might be bad I get a little emotional Don't you know So I'm told, but I haven't seen the change unfold I keep hoping, please, if you prefer to breathe Communities in need of people that will lead Keep your eyes 
eyes open I can only say I'll try until the day I die I promise to be wise with my heart open Greed brings only misery away the tragedy So I stay sucker free only a few chosen rise My ghetto queens rise don't be afraid to try Too many of us die for the door to open Wise my brothers be wise Stay focused on the prize though everybody dies We can only learn to take our anger and our hate Control our mental state settle down and set it straight Maybe we can learn to take a second to pump our brakes Before we set it regret later and let it escalate Cause by then it's just too late There's so much we can take And there's only so much someone can swallow or tolerate But to the point that he just breaks, snaps and it's all it takes You think that we was learning from other rappers mistakes But we ain't to go against with every artist comes an image he portrays and a picture that he paints but in the midst of all this anger and his angst never once did you hear me say i'm a gangster and i ain't hear no complaints but i know that i will always continue to grow as long as i leave and never follow no one else's shadow there will never be another me and that i can guarantee that's why the fuck i remain something free to this day the game will never be the same no matter how much fame or success they attain there will never be another me and no matter what they do there will never be another you you can search, but you'll never find. You can try to rewind time. But in your hearts and your minds, we will never die. We are forever alive, and we continue growing. One day at a time. Don't get caught in the publicity and caught in the hype. Rappers are regular people minus money and life. Searching for fortune and fame and superstardom. All the jury, all the cause, who's cruise the hardest. Not a hip-hop police. Surveillance is watching. And the kids think peace is their only option. Outlaws born filthy. Guilty's charged, my memories are gonna die. My Machiavelli lives on. You think the industry is fun? Ain't no pity with guns. And when your money is up, that's when your enemies come. So if he died and came back, would he try to save rap? We need an exchange, the drama remains. I spent my whole life, yeah, fighting myself. That I can't win. So I'm inviting some help. help. And now then. I take rights from the left. I'm still just like a kid looking for strikes on my belt. Yeah. That day is a fight in itself, so I just pray and hope God take a light of myself. No matter how much I try, say a lie. I'm a die man, still standing and in love with my pride. A hot frivolous beast, we passed that. I'm trying to keep some income coming in that collect on my ass. Capping rappers in the game ain't changed. And I finally realized that we not in the same game. The hating the never end, so I guess I deal with it. Them four, five of cop killers, yes, I'm still with it. The streets is military, you gotta be a soldier. Gotta stay leery and keep your eyes on the rollers, they do what they gotta do to shackle and hold us, so we gotta do what we gotta do to keep growing one way at a time, keep the faith in your mind when we continue growing one day at a time damn, large vagina <laughs>